Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. And this week, we are deciding to jump in with director Jeremiah Chechik's classic Christmas Vacation, because everybody knows exactly who Jeremiah Chechik is, right? The famous Jeremiah Jeremiah S. Chechik. Absolutely, he is the best. He's the absolute best. He's done a ton since this. Done a ton of great work. So, no, but we are very excited to talk about Christmas Vacation. Um, But we'll just we'll get into that in a little bit. So, um, let's go into the Brodown. I'm gonna let you start off this week. What do you What do you have for us here on the Brodown, Daniel Diggs? Uh, So yeah, Brodown. This week I kind of wanted to keep it simple. And just uh, ask you one question. I'll kind of describe my experience with it. You can you can describe your experience. Um, when did you? Well, actually, spoilers for any children that might be listening to this. Uh, don't listen any further because this might ruin your life. But uh, oh, when did you man. find you really out? Asking this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when did you find out that Santa Claus isn't real? Um, which is a question and I can all elaborate and I'll kind of go on, uh, I'll, I'll tell my experience and then you can, you can describe yours. How about, well, actually I think you found out when I found out. So, um, is that, well, you okay. describe yours and then I'll talk, I'll talk about my experience from there. Yeah. Uh, so I was, you know, probably what, eight years old or nine years old. I think somewhere around there, I think it was in the third grade. And you were younger than that. Was I? I don't know. Seven years old or something. Yeah. And a good friend of mine who may or may not listen to this podcast, uh, but a friend that I miss dearly, his name is Mac Keating. And uh, we were at church and he said something during the service. We were sitting there and we were doing something. And he said, oh, yeah, well, everybody knows Santa's not real. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, don't you don't you know? Everybody knows that Santa's not real. He's just a you know he's fake. None of that's true. And I was like, what? Okay, <laughs> that's not right. So I kind of played it off. Had a very strange rest of the <laughs> time at church because I was so confused and hurt and heartbroken. <laughs> and then I got home and uh, I was just talking to my mom and. She was like, oh boy. <laughs> She's like, oh man. And kind of took me to, I remember we had, uh, we had this big lazy boy, this big green lazy boy. And she I sat me on chart. her lap. You remember that? And she sat me on her lap and I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is getting serious now. This is the real deal. And so I was like, mom, somebody at church told me that Santa's not real. Is this true? Like, have you guys been lying to us? And she was like, yeah, it's true. Santa's not real. And I remember just so much, I was just heartbroken. Uh, but then immediately what popped into my head was, well, Easter Bunny, you know, Tooth Fairy, all of it, <laughs> you know, Everything is the world just a lie or yeah. is it just Santa Claus? Yeah. So I asked those questions too. And she, I was like, so the Easter Bunny, she goes, no, he's not real either. Tooth Fairy. No, he's not real either. 
leprechauns <laughs> <You know? laughs> no that's really that's either. a rough moment in any kid's life too because you find it all out in one fell swoop i mean when you find out that santa claus isn't real it's like that puts everything into question and you're just like oh okay so pretty much everything you guys have told me is just a lie everything's a lie then is that is that what i'm supposed <laughs> okay. to believe <laughs> okay okay cool everything's cool, a lie everything is not Perfect. true happy about it that's terrific awesome. my whole life is fake yeah that's i remember great. i remember that day because i don't want to say i think i was in like sixth grade or something when that happened to you so i want to say you were in like second grade um, second or third yeah yeah you were pretty young um but i remember mom coming up because we had never had that conversation and i'd always just like done the, the done the santa claus thing and um she was like <laughs> so you were David, like 12 yeah i was pretty old but it's not like that was when i found out but um she was like did you know and i was like yeah i knew but it was like that was the first time that mom and dad had ever like said for sure like hey we've been doing it all these years <laughs> there's no way because <laughs> i think because i remember in fourth grade um a couple of kids talking about it and I was sitting there listening and I was like, kind of had that look on my face and they were like, what, you still believe Dave? And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) super embarrassed. Like, should I not be believing in Santa Claus? And I didn't like ask him about it or anything, but ever since then I was like, what? Like there's no Santa, but I never yeah. brought it up to anybody. And like, this is just me just having these, <laughs> these grand thoughts in my head of like, Oh my gosh, my life is a lie. <laughs> I remember it was in fourth grade. I remember thinking that, but I had, and whatever, at whatever point you found that out, that was like the, okay, for sure. Santa Claus isn't real. So I was probably pretty old when I found out for sure. But I remember in fourth grade, uh, it was all in question, but I was still hoping that, <laughs> you know, everybody else was wrong. Kind of holding on to some, yeah, holding on to the sleigh a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah, like, you know, maybe one, he's one still leg there. in, one leg out. I don't know. And I remember one time when we were at, um, at grandma Gloria's house in Portland. Um, I thought, I swear I remember hearing stuff on the roof and like i'm not even kidding like in my in my head i just remember it and maybe it's because i had convinced myself so much when i was little that i did hear something but mm-hmm. i don't know i remember it so. i remember i remember hearing stuff on the roof out in that that house out in the country yeah i mean i know you know i just know i did something and it i've never even asked our parents about that because maybe you know, dad was like throwing rocks up on the roof or something. Trying to pretend that Santa Claus was up there? Maybe. Jeez, what an elaborate, elaborate lie they well, told now us. Now that I thought of it, I might <laughs> to go, I, I might go those lengths. Yeah. You know? You remember dad, always, like, he'd always take bites out of the cookie and stuff? That's a nice thing that parents do for their kids. That is. Yeah. Yeah, drinking part of the milk and leaving some carrots for the reindeer. Yeah, yeah. And it's always like, I remember thinking when I was little, how many freaking houses does Santa have to go to? I mean, the math behind it was just not there. Like, See, the thing he is, when you start, to, you start getting... You go ahead. Sorry. Well, he would have had to suspend time. He, Santa would have to freeze time. 
in order for it to yeah. be able to actually happen. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's no way that he could visit every kid's house. And then it's like, what if you don't have a chimney? And I, I know this is like all stuff in the, the Santa Claus, but I remember having those thoughts in my head when I was little, like there's no freaking way that this guy can do it. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's insane. But uh, I don't know. I mean, what time, what, what year did you stop believing in, um, in leprechauns? <laughs> <laughs> same time yeah but okay so the one thing that convinced me of leprechauns was it was definitely it was before the santa claus thing and one of my teachers had a little stamp thing that was little tiny feet so she dipped it in ink or something and put it all over the classroom when we came in was like oh the leprechauns are running around and i was like what (laughs) you know (laughs) these are little shoe prints like this is clear evidence how is this how is this possible you know you're so stupid when you're little i know (laughs) it's hilarious like yeah i wish i could still have to be to sit there and be like i still could just be a kid i know it's amazing i mean i don't i don't mean that in a mean way but it's just like when you're little you're just dumb you're like so gullible (laughs) you're just so gullible yeah Somebody tells you that these little these little footmarks are leprechauns running around the room, and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> I know. You're like, "Are you serious?" He got in here last night. That leprechaun got in here. That is so outrageous to because me? today is St. Patty's Day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are the chances that on St. Patrick's Day he broke in? That's insane. That is insane. What are like, where do, where does all that stuff come from? You know, that'd be something interesting to look up because I think that like Santa Claus is, I don't even know. I think that that's like a, that's like a, I don't really know either. It's like a myth or something from, I don't know, Germany. And like, the I still kind of have middle ages Santa Claus. Hey, I'm willing you know? to suspend, suspend disbelief for a while. If something were to because happen. Because I, you know, Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year and it's just one of those things. It's just Santa Claus, even though you stop believing at a certain age and you, you find out he's not real or whatever, it's still like you just uh, he has such a, a an important role on this holiday, you know, and he's just Santa Claus like he's just there like he's still somewhere in there in my heart. I don't know. Well, when you think he's about alive in when me, you think you about he's, alive, <laughs> he's alive in me. <laughs> He's <laughs> Danny got really into oh. a Santa Claus cult a couple of years back and <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were called the Kringles. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, it's not like when I think of Santa Claus, I think of some fictional entity. Like I think of like a guy. You know what I mean? I think of just some yeah. guy living up north. It's like that's just, just a dude. Yeah, he's just a guy. Um, gosh, great, great bro down though. I love, I love that thought. That's hilarious. I figured that'd be a good conversation to have. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's terrific. Um, you know, I had a hard time trying to figure out what I want to do to do for the bro down. Um, I was thinking that the, the Jurassic World trailer was going to come out already, and so I was thinking that we would have been able yeah, to talk that's about tonight, that, isn't it? Or the, yeah, it's supposed Fallen to come out Kingdom tonight. or something like that. Um, so. 
I'm I'm a little unprepared, I guess. But um, okay. something something that I did want to talk about is this is the last podcast that that we um, will do before the Last Jedi comes out. So um, any any thoughts that you that you have to give before uh, before the Last Jedi comes out? I know that we've done countless talks about it already, but um, yeah, I it's starting to hit me. And um, here here's something for instance, um, just it's going to be so freaking awesome. I'm so freaking excited for that movie to come out, but I wanted to sit there and marathon all the star Wars that entire day, like all Thursday, just, I was going to try to knock out the prequels beforehand, but then just watch the original trilogy plus rogue one and episode seven, um, yeah. that day. And now I have a professor that wanted to move our presentation dates from Wednesday to Thursday from 12 to two. And so that day I just have to go to the college and give a presentation real quick and then come back. But it's like, gosh, I just don't want to do anything on Star Wars Day. I mean, this is I know, Star I know. Wars Day. This is bigger than Christmas. This is bigger than the Easter Bunny. This is bigger oh, than it's anything. This, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely bigger than leprechauns. It's absolutely bigger than leprechauns. So, yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm 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 pretty angry about that, but I'm so excited about the Last Jedi. I just think it's going to be the best thing. I don't know. I I have I'm getting myself way too amped now. I can't even handle yeah. how good it's going to be. Dude, I I completely agree and I think we've said it before, but it's almost like it 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 hadn't hit me for a long time. And now hearing that we're under a week because Man, I'm such a huge fan, and I hate talking about it because there's a lot of really big Star Wars fans, but the genuine feelings that I have towards this franchise, towards this uh, this galaxy, just, just all of it, the characters, is like, it's such a real feeling, you know? It's like I live there or something, because I'm such a fan. I'm, I'm involved with Star Wars, if that makes sense. And so I feel like I'm the most excited person in the world for this movie. And (laughs) it's just like, and I, it stinks that we talk about it so much on the podcast because I'm sure there's some people that are like, okay, they don't care about Star Star Wars. Wars. That's fine. Yeah, But I just love it so much. And when episode seven came out, me and you were together and we got to experience that we, you know, we marathoned at least four five, six and, uh, you know, went with all of our friends and that day was just like, that's a day in my life, man. That is a I'll memory never in my life that, day. that yeah. I will always remember because it was the first day the I played movie. rocket league. That was the first day I played <laughs> rocket league. Oh my gosh. And I have played so much rocket league since then. Um, but it, you know, the thing is we went into that movie and it did not disappoint whatsoever. It exceeded my expectations. Like Kylo Ren spoiler alert to anybody who hasn't seen episode seven and in and, and Han Solo, you know, that scene where Kylo Ren kills his father is, I mean, it just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is the best. This is, <laughs> it, it was so well done. It was so star Wars. And to get that after the prequels it, it, and just to be right back, it was just amazing. And so now with this one, it's just like, the anticipation's been building because I know that they can even do better. And you got Ryan Johnson behind it. The ad campaign's been pretty great. Uh, I have had a little bit of qualms just giving some stuff, maybe a little bit too much away, but uh, I'm not too worried about it. I think there's going to be 
you know, I think they're going to throw all of us for a loop, I'm sure. But um, I just can't even believe it, man. I can't even believe it. And hey, same here. I have to, I have to work that day. I'll be there till four, four or five. And what then, time are you going? Uh, we're going pretty late. We're going at 11. That's when oh, all of nice. us could. Oh, yeah. We're going together. like 930. So, see, that's in that kind of stinks because a lot, a majority of the United States is going to see this thing before me. I'm going to be like, like so many people are going to see this before me. Reviews are going to be pouring out. Oh, I'm just going to turn off my phone yeah. because I can't, I can't. Yeah. I'm going to have to turn it off that whole day. I think put on some, you ear, know, like put on some, uh, some earplugs when you're like pretty much after work the and just don't look at anything. Just lock yourself in your room and wait until you have to go to the theater and wait. It's going to be, that's going to be danger zone right there. It I is, wouldn't want to know anything. I don't want to you hear know, anything. It's funny that you bring up that day though, that we went and saw that because <clears throat> there was a moment that day that I remember there was, there was two moments actually that I, that I specifically remember because um, when we were walking into the theater, into the theater, sorry, if this is totally just like so heartfelt about star Wars. And if you're not in star Wars, feel free. I'll put the time that uh, the Christmas vacation talk starts. Um, but when we went, I remember I was sitting there snapchatting like us walking in like, woo, walking into the theater. And I had done that already a couple times, like just snapchatting ourselves. And you like got mad at me and were like, David, live in this moment. <laughs> Put the phone oh, away. Yeah. And I was like, good point. I do have to live in this moment. And then when, when like the credits started, I remember like grabbing your shoulder and I was like, nice dude. And I looked at you when the crawl, like when the, when the crawl started and you just had this look of like awe on your face. And like, as an older brother, I was like, dang, like I have watched this kid be a star Wars fan, like his entire life. Like I'm not that I'm the reason that you are, but it's like, I watched it first and I enjoyed it first. And then I got you into it. And so I was just like, it's so tight that Danny loves this just as much as I do. (laughs) Like it's just complete equal parts. You know, it's nice knowing that there's somebody else that cares absolutely as much as I do as much. And there's a few of our friends that really do more than you. There's a few friends that few, Oh, more than I do. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's so nice that you have a younger brother that is a bigger number one fan bigger than you because you're the, number two out of the two of us who has a star wars tattoo i can't remember <laughs> jeez that's seriously there's no other there's nothing i can do about that who's, who's got the ink on their back huh huh rebel alliance for oh, life boy. baby <laughs> you just go to the tattoo parlor tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> get a rebel alliance tattoo on my face it's like I'm all man, a little too much, don't you Whoa, think, buddy? Man, you blew it. You just Darth, you just Darth Maul your tattoo yourself. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> oh gosh. I seriously wouldn't mind having like a Jar Jar tattoo just because I th- would think it's hilarious. Like Misa no yeah, have a Booma. I would Misa no have a Booma, or just a picture of a Booma. Oh, like one of the little Booma. orbs. Yeah, one of the that's little a Booma, Booma, right? I think that's a Booma. Yeah, like what is that's their little are boomas explosive or are they like energy that sticks it's kind of like yeah, water it, based right it's like a yeah like a plasma grenade thing that but yeah it like breaks down on top of oh man whatever it hits plasma dude you used to be so good with plasma grenades in halo i was in halo <laughs> yeah i was so good i was outrageous because <laughs> I, I just spent all my time to subject <laughs> 
I know. I know. We're just thinking about the past. So. No, um, no. It's true, though, because when we Halo is an amazing game and we played Halo 3 a lot together and I was really good with frag grenades and I could bounce those things off of anything and just hit it in the right spot. But Danny yeah. would just lob these plasma grenades, which are sticky grenades, and he would lob them from across the map. And sure enough, you just see it plant to some guy's head or his foot or something as he's going up one of the flutes. It's like, oh, <laughs> It's beautiful. Hail How do you Mary. do it? It's, it's making art, dude. And that's where Rocket League comes in now. It's like now. <laughs> and now, yeah. Rocket League is incredible. But anyway, yeah, good work. Good work. Um, but great. Yeah, I, I am. I'm stoked for Star Wars, man. I can't even tell you. And now, now we're in. Now we're in it. Crunch time. I'm nervous. I feel nervous almost. And I just have to, I have to work get through this week um you know get through the majority of next week and then uh and then it's here so you know what i'm more worried about than anything though is i don't know if i'm gonna drink anything within like 24 hours of having to see that movie so you don't have I, to pee i seriously am so concerned that i'm gonna have to pee that day is there like a pill that i can take that can just plug my bladder up or something like oh my gosh <laughs> put a cork in it <laughs> no seriously though i mean i don't want to have to get up during that movie <laughs> no <laughs> seriously <laughs> no i don't know of a pill <laughs> no that was a joke but seriously like oh if it gets like i know i know how I you feel like though. i'm gonna have to go but i'm gonna go like the next day so if i have to walk if i out, get there if i get there 10 minutes before the movie starts like before the credits start i go pretty much right when i get there and then I sit down for the, you know, maybe seven remaining minutes until it starts. And then right before the first trailer, I get up and go. Because I don't want to miss any of the trailers either. Oh, me neither. The nice thing about YouTube is that we're probably not going to see any trailers that you hadn't already seen. So, yeah, that's, that's very I true. thought that they might be pulling, like, waiting for the Avengers Infinity War trailer until Star Wars. And, like, if that yeah. could have been the first time we saw that. Oh, man, that trailer would have blown my mind. They've had been, been saying that they might drop the solo uh trailer so who knows i would love if that happened if it was like that'd be cool they waited until those showings yeah great stuff but cool all right well let's move on good yeah good and i'm very excited for star wars it's gonna be awesome so yeah great bro down today that was good yeah great bro down i actually have a couple other things that maybe we'll have to save them for another day um Yeah, yeah or maybe we'll just talk privately um Christmas vacation. Now, before we even get into vacation, this is going to be like even more of a bro down too, but I want to know, well, first of all, how much, how awesome are the vacation movies? I mean, they're the best. I, yeah, we grew up on these movies. I love every single one of them. How would you, you order know, it I, out? Well, European vacation takes a strong backseat. I've only seen it probably twice. Yeah. And there's no cousin Eddie that. in that one. It's just, yeah. Yeah. How would you order? How would you order the vacations out though? I would probably say I go European vacation, the worst, and then regular, the first vacation, then Vegas vacation, then Christmas vacation. So vacation, Christmas vacation being my favorite. I'd probably say I have the same. I have the same order. Probably. I love Vegas yeah. vacation, dude. That one's hilarious. Uh, I actually have something to say about Vegas vacation. My buddy, Jeremy, I want to do a little shout out here. Uh, Jeremy Meislish. Sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong, but I know you listen to the podcast. And uh, the other day, me and him were talking at work and he said that he enjoys Vegas vacation more than Christmas vacation either, or, or even. And, uh, 
that you know it doesn't surprise me but it's I very funny because i'm for it i don't fault them for it at all no um that's the, if somebody I've said they enjoyed these. if somebody said they enjoyed vacation the the first one more than both of those i would still say yeah sure i think they're all yeah. they're all three interchangeable you know what i mean i think they're all great awesome though you know vegas vacation is a good movie deserves a shout out absolutely absolutely and here's here's the other question i had for you um who do you think let's start off with rusty who's your favorite rusty we don't even need to talk about european vacation because both the kids weren't that great um unless anthony michael hall did did he do european as well i don't think so who's your favorite i don't think so who's your favorite rusty do you go uh, I don't know the other guys from Vegas vacation, but I know I thought maybe you knew his name. So you're going to say it, but I, I think I go the other guy from the guy from Vegas vacation. Him. Yeah. I'm Hey. Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I like Johnny Galecki, but I want to, I think I would say Anthony Michael Hall from the original. I think yeah, he's, that, he's great. I think he's like the original. And so if he had, he done either of the others, I think he would have been the best, but the dude from Vegas vacation is terrific too. He's also he's in so can't great. hardly wait. Uh huh. Love that movie. Put a dollar in. I got a car. Put, Put a, a dollar, dollar in. I get a car. car. Put a dollar in. I got a car. It. Yeah. Um, what about, uh, what about, uh, Audrey? Oh, I mean, Juliette Lewis. Hands down. No doubt. Absolutely. Is the best. Hands down. The Audrey the from best. Vegas Vacation is terrible. Yeah, she wasn't great. She wasn't very good. Um, I, I didn't think she was. She actually, you know, the Audrey all. from the original Vacation was fine, but it's not like she was standout-ish in any way. Juliette think, Lewis is just, she's famous, you know. She is so great. She's so great at any, any role she, she plays. She's in Starsky and Hutch. So funny in that. Yeah, Natural Born so Killers. Much, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's oh, amazing. You know what I love her in is uh, old school. When she's like, <laughs> when he finds her like cheating on him and she's oh, like, I I'm love really that, yeah. sorry. <laughs> 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 like exhales her cigarette. Oh, that part's hilarious. Um, yeah, Juliette Lewis, easy. Easy answer. Yeah, easily. She's, she's, the she's the best. Yeah. I love some of the stuff. Well, let's okay. So let's get into Christmas vacation. Um, where does this stand as far as uh, Christmas movies go for you? Is it number one other than uh, the other one? Yeah. You know, I think it is. It's number one because of how many times I've watched it in my life though. If I'm like comparing movies, this, the thing that's hard about this movie is that every single line in it is quotable. Every single line. Like I go through the entire movie and anybody that I watch it with gets mad at me because I can't stop quoting lines before they're said, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's why I find it so darn funny. It's just every single line has like a bigger meaning to me and it's just like more depth. So I just, it's just hilarious. So I probably would say this is not my number one. I really, I really love just friends. Uh, with Ryan Reynolds and Anna Ferris, that's like one of my top three, probably top two. Home Alone's great, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. But I feel like those would kind of rival each other. Just Friends is hilarious. Like that is, I wish we would have done a podcast on that. Gosh, I haven't seen that one in so long either. I need to watch that one watch if you it. like it so much. I haven't seen it in a long time. Interesting. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Do you watch Love uh, Actually every year? 
Yeah, I already watched that one. Yeah, love, love, actually. Um, love actually is all around us. <laughs> when, he, when he says it at the beginning. It's Hugh Grant. I love he's the part so where great. he's dancing around as the prime minister. <laughs> yeah. And then the girl walks in. And anyway. Um, yeah, I would say that vacation or Christmas vacation is... Um, it's a little bit behind Santa Claus. Um, I really like the Santa Claus for some reason. Tim Allen just kills me in that movie. And then Die Hard. Huh? Ooh. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Die Hard is probably my number one. I would assume that's both of ours. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, Christmas Vacation is fantastic. Absolutely hilarious. But most of that is nostalgic because every single most line that nostalgic. they say is... I remember. I, I could seriously go through this entire movie, probably. You know what I mean? I know. And like, at least, probably not word for word, but very being close. Able, being able to summarize very, very yeah. well what each character basically says. Um, so yeah, I I'm a huge fan. Now, National Lampoons. I know we had a conversation about this last week. Do you know what Mr. La- National Lampoon? Yeah, Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Lampoon. Um, do you know what National <laughs> Lampoons is? Uh, wasn't it a magazine? Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah National with the Lampoon kid, with the smiley kid. You know the that face. You always remember that little. No, that smiling. was Mad. That was Mad Magazine. Well, you know, <laughs> agree to agree to disagree. Well, agree to disagree. So, <laughs> Mad was like Mad was like '90s, and then National Lampoon was like 1970 through 1990s. But um, I didn't know any of this until literally today. So I watched uh, a, I watched a full documentary on National Lampoons like a year and a half ago. That's why I kind of remembered that. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently because this was... like Chevy Chase and and Jim Belushi couple other people were like some of the first comedians to get involved with the magazine and the skits and then eventually they started they had like their own radio show and then that turned into a a show that they put on with these celebrities what's her name the uh the woman that was on saturday night live uh gilda uh, radner gilda radner she was with the crew too and then saturday night live started and stole chevy chase Jim Belushi or John Belushi? Sorry. John oh yeah, Belushi. John John Belushi. Jim Belushi Sorry. is the uh the Santa and Jingle All the Way. Um, <laughs> That's the first place my mind went to. Yeah. Um oh, and no, Curly Sue. And, yeah. <laughs> but uh God. But yeah, uh so yeah, they kind of stole stole them away and it hurt it hurt National Lampoons quite a bit. Um and they kind of went through a weird time with like writers and people leaving and all this stuff, but they were huge for a long time. And that's and then when they started putting out of, movies and yeah, then their film department kind of took off. Yeah. And I think that John Hughes, uh, who's the writer of this movie, who's the writer of every single good movies, good movie in the late eighties, early nineties. Apparently, Dude, I had no idea the extent that John Hughes, uh, had on the film industry. Yeah, he but produced man, this film too produced it wrote it i mean he had such good good flicks but anyway he wrote a short story uh entitled christmas vacation and i think that he might have written the the original vacation or something like that um but he uh they asked him to do it and so he then came up with the script and uh there you go boom now you have christmas vacation and um apparently chris columbus 
wanted to direct this movie. Um, or was asked to direct this movie. And after a couple of weeks working with Chevy Chase, he said, there's no way he's going to be able to do it. And so he, they brought in Jeremiah Chechik, who um, I would, I would compare uh, Jeremiah Chechik to Cotton Eyed Joe. Where did he come from? Where did he go? <laughs> Where did he come from that Cotton Eyed Joe? Cause he, he like has nothing before this and nothing after this. He literally has like yeah, three film his... credits. <laughs> this is all that he's it's done. It's weird. It's like a episode of gossip girl. Uh, I think one of the CSIs is on there or something. And it's some, so like, weird. Cause this some is such trio a good movie. movie that he did before this, but I've never heard of, but yeah, I mean, cause this movie is amazing, but I think that a lot of that is just, he was giving, you know, Chevy Chase the opportunity to do what he does and Chevy Chase is hilarious and then John Hughes script is hilarious as well so um I don't know how much how much uh the director had an influence but you got to give him his credit I mean this is an amazing movie but isn't that interesting Absolutely. have you heard that that Chevy Chase is just the worst to work with like he's just I one have. of those most I hated have. actors in Hollywood because he's so arrogant Yeah I've heard that and it makes you kind of look at him weird when he's when you see him in a movie, it's just kind of it's kind of weird hearing it, that. I don't know. I don't weird. really know what to think about that, but I'm sure it has a little bit of validity. You know, I I have no idea. Well, think about his his original because he was the original Weekend Update guy, and he used to say uh, he used to say like, "Welcome to welcome to Weekend Update." Hi, I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. That was like his, yeah. That was his tagline um, or intro line, and uh, I mean that says that says it right there because I'm sure that he came up with that. Just I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not, so that sucks. Yeah, kind of just arrogant, arrogant human being. But what can we do? He's hysterical. I absolutely he's love hysterical. Him. He's terrific. he's one of the funniest yeah. actors out there, and and this movie for sure, he is just unbelievable. Um, yep. So let's start off talking about. Uh, did we hit the, many of the main clar- characters there? Uh, Jeremiah Chechik, so. Cotton Eye Joe yeah. analogy. Um, I wanted to get that one out, but uh, yeah, Chevy Chase, Clark Griswold. What do you think of the character Clark Griswold? Am I stealing your thunder on from anything there? No. Uh, He's he's great. I think they do a really good job of kind of just showing what the middle class working man in America in 1989 looks like. Yeah, he's just a great he's just a family man uh, working hard for his family. Can't wait to get that holiday bonus and just wants to have an amazing family Christmas, the perfect Christmas. That's all he wants to do for his family. It's not like he has any ill intentions. He's a great guy, kind of a a dummy, but that's all he wants is a great Christmas. And I think when I get older or a little bit older or have a family, that's all I'm going to want too. So it's, it's one of those things you look at him and you're, you can understand him because that's all I ever really want is just, I want a nice year and I just want a good Christmas. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah. If you can give me a good year and a good Christmas, then no problems. 2017. Yeah. Great. And as far and as long as last Jedi is good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Clark Griswold, he is the last true family man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He is. I mean, he's just the, he's just 
the fundamental fundamental family guy you know he wants his family to have a great christmas he wants everybody to be there and supporting and loving one another and he wants all the lights and the huge tree i mean that's that's the epitome of what i want to be when i'm older like i'm not kidding like i want to be clark griswold when i get older maybe not quite as deranged um but i I just i love the idea of this film with this guy that's trying he's just trying so hard to make everything perfect and everybody around him is just ruining it and things keep going wrong and it's absolutely absolutely beautiful um so i don't even know where to where to go from from there i mean what do you what do you want to talk about do we just kind of keep kind of go break down the movie scene by scene here (laughs) i don't know it's too much there's too much because there's something in every single scene in this movie it is, yeah. I think that the intro is um, is one of the strongest strongest parts because how do you start a movie like this and what's the gag that you go for? And yeah. having them get stuck under the semi is one of the best is one of the better scenes because how it do you, is. how do you do that? How do you actually get stuck under a semi truck like that? I mean, come on, Clark, what are you doing? What are you doing, buddy? He knows not what he does. Also, the way that uh, the way that Ellen says "slow down" <laughs> for some reason, just love that line. Yeah, slow down. Like the way I don't know the way she says it. Eat my rubber. <laughs> <laughs> burn, Dad. I think it's burn rubber and eat my dust. <laughs> eat my road, yeah. red liver lips. <laughs> yeah, he says such weird things. <laughs> we're all right. Thank God, we're all right. When they're under the truck. I mean, yeah, that's what I referred to that in Fast and the Furious because I was like, there it is. Clark Griswold did it first. Clark Griswold absolutely did it first. Yeah, and I love that. my favorite part about that, well, I want to I wanna mention the, the two guys that are <laughs> like the, the hillbilly guys that are just being jerks. Yeah, like what, um, what is their agenda? They're just on the road trying to tick some guy off for no good reason. Family. But they just seem like a normal family. But my favorite thing is they get stuck under the truck and then they fly out from under the truck, hit a snowbank, and like fly into almost like the parking lot of this tree lot. And then <laughs> the next thing out of Clark's mouth is like, made pretty good time. <laughs> Everybody in the car is like all, you know, Russ is up in the front seat. His glasses are completely off. Like, yeah, oh, I love that. So funny. Yeah. Um, and then they go and they pick out the tree and I think that's, I mean, it's not my favorite line, but it's one of my favorite. Um, when, uh, when Russ says that that tree wouldn't fit in our yard, (laughs) it's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. (laughs) How many times have you said that? Oh, so many times. And the bit of Audrey, uh, her like, what do you think? She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes eyes are are frozen. (laughs) Oh, oh it's so good. It's so good. So what do you think of uh I, I always I always really enjoyed uh Beverly D'Angelo as uh as Ellen. I thought that she does a great job of kind of um I don't know, just be, being the wife to Clark Griswold. And, yeah, she's uh, great. Yeah, she's she's really great and she's she's pretty funny, but she also kind of plays um kind of like the straight man for Clark to work off of. Um yeah, really enjoyed that. Um another thing that uh I watched this with our parents the other night and uh mom and dad um they were saying how they always enjoyed that Clark and Ellen are still like very much in love, you know? 
Yeah. It's one of those couples that like they they just seem like they truly, truly love each other. And despite all the crazy stuff that happens, like Ellen always does love Clark. And that's mm-hmm. just that's a very nice, very nice sentiment in this in this film, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And she she's also a great actress, too. Like she there's times in the movie that she like lo- even just looks at Clark and you can see that kind of like, I don't know relationship in her eyes that kind of love and adoration in her eyes she's she's a she's a really great actress you know i've never i've never really thought twice about it every time i've seen her in any of these movies yeah i've always had a Vegas maybe (laughs) i've always had a pretty big crush on beverly d'angelo too for some reason i just really yeah i always found her super attractive um from very young age so i don't know that's because you want to be like wayne newton (laughs) (laughs) You need a bodyguard. I'd die for you. I'd hey, die for you. I would. I would absolutely live. Absolutely live Wayne Newton's life. You kidding me? He's got a great gig singing in Vegas. Yeah, but he's lonely, David. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Wayne I mean, Newton. I don't know much about well, Wayne. I don't know Newton, if he is so in real life. I can't speculate as to how. It Wayne would be Newton's funny life. though if Wayne Newton was your best friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get lunch with Wayne. Wayne who? Newton. Wayne Newton. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, but yeah, so uh, when they get back, one of my favorite scenes is when Clark Griswold uh, busts out the uh, chainsaw and he's coming out of the garage and you see him in the hockey mask. And the he Jason looks, hockey mask. Yeah, he looks very much like Jason. Um, that is one of the best things. And what does he what does he say? Uh Hey, we're going to put a tree that big, Griswold. <laughs> Why don't you bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> got a lot of you nerve lot talking of nerve to me that way, Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Just insults. I love that line. He insults this guy's wife. Like, I love the idea that he has the absolute worst relationship with his neighbors. Like, <laughs> they know, literally they hate each other. They actually <laughs> hate each other. <laughs> when, he's on, when he's putting up the lights... And she, she's like, I hope he falls and breaks his neck. And he's like, I'm sure he'll fall, but I don't think we're lucky enough for him to break his neck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that. Yeah. It's like, how could you have that relationship? Like what, what happened for them to just hate each other so much? And I would love to know like who, whose idea was that? Was that John Hughes just writing that into the script about having neighbors that you just, that he just hates? Like that is, that is such a good, it's hilarious. Such a it's good a great gag. idea. And you know, I don't know the name of the, the guy. Um, what's it? Uh, Todd, Todd and Margot. I don't know the name of the actor, but it's Julia Louise Dreyfus, um, who that's uh, that's Richard Dreyfus's wife, right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, you should we... you should tell that tell that story because I don't think you've done that on the podcast. No, I think we did that on the podcast. Oh, was that? I think a... that discussion that discussion was held in an earlier episode. Oh shoot! I thought, thought that was just you, you and me talking. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. I for a long so. time, we thought that uh, for anybody that didn't listen to that one, we thought that uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus was related or married to Richard Dreyfus, and it turns out she's not. And she had, um, she has like some sort of. She didn't get cancer, did she? She does. She has. I think she has breast cancer. Oh, okay, absolutely, and. Richard Dreyf has put up on social media like, I am so sorry for her and her family, but we are not related because <laughs> so many oh, people yeah, yeah. so many people had reached out to him in support. <laughs> sorry, Richard. 
He's like, oh, I'm not related. I'm sorry. You know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, that, yeah, it's just, it's just hilarious that so many people thought they were related. Um, I did for a long time. Me too. Um, but I love, I love the continuous gag of the neighbors hating, hating Clark. Um, they have some, they have some of the truly funniest lines in the entire film. Absolutely. And he ruins their house. You know, he sends a thing of ice through their window. He puts a tree through their other window. I mean, he just ruins their lives. And there's, um, there's and, another, there's another one that for her, that is amazing. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Cause yeah. that, that's hilarious. Um, um but yeah, they, they do a great everybody job. Everybody's showing up. Well, he puts the tree in the house. A little full, a lot of sap. A little full, a lot of sap. One of my the one of the best. Where he's like opening up the magazine and he just has sap all over his hands. And like, actually, you know like, what's funny is that uh, we were talking about that because um, that Time magazine has a picture of some guy on the front, and I yeah. think it said the new Wall Street. But the picture on the front is actually the director Jeremiah Chechik. So little oh. little inside baseball there. Um, but we never uh, would have known. Never would have known. Never would have cared either <laughs> i don't know who he is i don't know where he went who knew it you blew it but you did great with this movie where did he come from where did he go i don't know um but here's what was i gonna say um oh yeah so the bit with him putting up so many lights though because that is that's a solid like half hour of the first part of this movie is clark messing with the lights putting them all up checking every bulb russ is out there having the worst time with his dad um and i mean you've done the lights with me on mom and dad's house for a couple years and how much of a pain is that every year putting up the christmas lights like it's just not a fun thing to do. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I especially used to hate it a lot. Um, but then I moved, so I don't do it anymore. Didn't you work for a Christmas light company <laughs> for a while? I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I won't say the name of it or anything, but yeah, I worked for a Christmas light hanging company one year, needed some extra money around the holidays. And I drove around this giant, this giant truck, like the size of one of those large U-Hauls all around Los Angeles. And I would park it. And it was basically just for advertisement. So when I got the job, I was like, okay, I'll just drive it around, park it, you know, hang out, do my thing, try to advertise for the company. But I said, you know, I really don't want to be getting up on houses and putting up lights because their, you know, their thing was they go up to these like really nice houses. And so one day he has me drive the truck up to this house and I was like, okay, cool. And then I sat there and I was like, I bet he's going to try to convince me <laughs> to get up on the roof and put up lights because they don't have anybody or whatever. And he's like, Hey man, can you go up and put these lights, uh, you know, just up on that top floor and you know, because it just, we, you know, somebody called in sick or something like that. And I was like, Oh boy. And so I had to get on this like three story house out in like the mountains of Malibu. And it was the scariest thing of my life because I don't really climb ladders. I mean that often and getting up on like the third story, like way up in this house. uh, And it was super windy that day. And so I'm sitting there and I was, it was almost to the point where I was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I had like a mental breakdown almost. I was just like, I can't, I can't be doing this. But anyway, when you're, when you're dealing with heights, you know, I, I mean, don't it like was her. such a huge house and like the roof was so 
so steep and I didn't have yeah. any sort of line connecting me. I was like, man, I never, I mean, I've done this at my parents' house, but that's a different situation. <laughs> you know, yeah. I do not our parents feel comfortable house, doing this. Our parents' house is pretty tall, actually. It is. Like when yeah. you think about it, but I mean, any higher than that. And I'm like, no, thanks. I saw a picture of this guy and his girlfriend that were like on a scaffolding on the top of a very, very high building, like sitting on a bar and they're like, oh, took a selfie of themselves. Pictures. I can't even look at those pictures. Dude, it, it makes, makes me, me nauseous. Sick to my stomach looking at it because it I just think about, oh man, if you uh, put me up there, just just knowing I'm one, gone. I'm a goner, and yeah, that's absolutely. what I thought that day. I'm climbing up, climbing up that ladder, just going. Here it comes. Here comes death. Great. Gust of wind. I'm gonna fall down head first, break my neck. See ya. Bye I'm bye. gone. That's it. That's See the end of my life. The absolute end of my life. Because I'm putting up Christmas lights for a family that I don't know. <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> and. And they're, they're going to sit there and watch your body get hauled off and you're going to get taken to the morgue and they're going to call the Christmas light company and go, well, we need somebody to put them up. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm just going to vanish into the wind. You're the guy that died putting up their Christmas lights and they're like, well, we still got to get somebody over to put up the lights. Well, that's too bad, but (laughs) still got to get those things up. Oh gosh. If somebody dies putting up your Christmas lights, do you put up Christmas lights that same year or do you just say, well, try again next year? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you if you skip a year, then it might be bad luck the next year. You might as well just try to get them up. Yeah, you might as well. No matter how many people it takes. (laughs) But then the next guy falls (laughs) off too. (laughs) And then then things get really weird. And then you go. What are the chances that a third guy dies trying to do this? <laughs> You're telling me a third guy is going to fall off my roof. I don't think so. Be a great anecdote at parties, you know? You're like, get this. Three guys died trying to put up my Christmas lights. Three guys go up on our roof. <laughs> I, hey, Todd, I noticed you don't have any lights up this year. It's a funny story, actually. That's actually a funny story. That's, uh, sorry, that's awful. That is horrible, but realistic um but i mean his lights look great at the end of the day they do look fantastic they do i don't know how dude the job that he does would have taken so long and i hate even thinking about how i love when he finally gets them on and like the whole city loses power and then like the nuclear reactor nuclear power comes on you have to like shut that you know turn that on yeah i love that yeah no that that part's that part's great. Um, also, a part that we should just just mention is um, there's only a few scenes that show Clark at work, and uh, those are those are some of the best best parts of the movie. Just seeing what I mean, what does he do? He like develops um, like sorts Something of preservatives, for, you yeah, know, preservatives he, he's trying to figure food. out how to preserve food in better ways. I know that he has like powdered milk in the second one that he. Or in Vegas Vacation, he has the powdered milk that he uses. But in this one, what is he like? Uh, it's semi-permeable, non-osmosis. Like, like cereal varnish or something it's like that. It's a cereal that. varnish. So basically, he you can put this on your cereal and it'll never get soggy. So you can put milk all over your cereal, but it'll still maintain that crunch that you love. <laughs> <laughs> Which that also, is... one of my favorite parts about cereal is when it gets a little bit like cinnamon toast crunch with milk on it when it gets soggy when it starts kind of getting a little bit soggy, i, I like it that's oh yeah one of my, you suck the milk out while the cereal's in your mouth it's the best 
It's all sweet. And, <laughs> I know. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> the way you said that just grossed me out. I don't know. Yeah, me too. You um, suck the milk out. <laughs> suck the milk out while it's still in your mouth. <laughs> no, um, but I love I love the relationship that he has because everybody has their work buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. in that professional relation in, in that professional work world too. I love seeing like Clark Griswold. He's got his work buddy, you know, that guy that talks to you and he gives him the brochure. You can, you say the line. What was that? Oh my God. You're putting in a pool. <laughs> I love that. It's just every, t- every single time I'm about to go, Oh my gosh. Or something like that. Anytime anything happens, like, my foot could have just got ran over and I look down and I go, Oh my gosh. And then I finish it with, you're putting in a pool, <laughs> you know, like I can't help but finish the line, you know? Well that, yeah, that line is just cemented into my vocabulary. Like if I say, Oh my gosh, I generally finish it with putting in a pool, like even oh just God, offhanded, like if you and I are hanging out, we don't even recognize the fact that it just happened. Like we'll just finish it and nobody will even laugh. It's just kind of how we yeah how we have a conversation um so i that yeah that line's hilarious but um what does he say though he's like well first off his boss doesn't remember who he is can never remember what his name is i think he calls him uh he he calls the other guy the wrong name but then when he goes into his office yeah (laughs) yeah put it over there with the others grease ball that part uh, i love his i love his boss frank shirley he he absolutely cracks me up and when he's like uh thank you so much for the our our uh, family very very much appreciated the card corporate card <laughs> corporate card has no idea how many cards he said and then him. my seriously one of my favorite lines and i apologize about my language but when all the suit guys are walking by and he goes uh merry christmas merry christmas Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I love that. That well, is like I mean, my you favorite. Did, you know, the idea like kiss my, kiss my, and then kiss his. Happy Hanukkah. I, I love Happy that. Happy Hanukkah. I, it's all the yes men that are following the boss too. Like that is, that is such a good bit. And it's so, it's, I don't know. It, it, it makes Clark Griswold seem like a different person too. It does. You know what I mean? Like he's not like this. Yes, man. It's like, as soon as the boss is away, he starts talking crap to all these guys that are walking behind yeah. him. Like it's hilarious. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Give me yeah, somebody. It's hilarious. Give me anybody. Give me somebody while I'm waiting. I love yeah, Sorry, that, that guy. Frank Shirley that he has some terrific. And what's that the guy from Wayne's world? Was it? It's Bill Murray's brother. What's his actual name? Brian or. I can't remember something, Murray. Come bust a move where the games are played. It's fun. It's hip. It's Noah's arcade. Hmm. And then we cross our ha- cross our arms together and sl- and slouch like this. <laughs> Wayne's World. Sorry, love love Wayne's World. Um, but so I love the I love the work dynamics that Clark Griswold has. Um, also, what's an, another one that should be highlighted is the uh, the conversation with that he has with the the girl at the uh, department store. So that was okay. So that was close to my favorite scene, but I kind of had I, I was kind of just having a tough time saying that was my favorite scene. It's just the dialogue and the way that Chevy Chase acts through that is hilarious. It's so well done. I was just blousing, browsing. Uh, <laughs> just like my wife, God things. rest her soul. Rest oh, her I'm soul. so sorry. Oh no, she's no, we're no. divorced. She's history. She's history. 
like that whole thing. He's just such a terrible, terrible guy. When she says, can I take something out for you? And he just starts laughing, just starts laughing. so hard. That is one of the funniest. I, I don't know. That whole thing. It's a bit and then when, out. But I do love when, uh, when Russ finally finds his dad walking up and he's clearly, clearly hitting on this lady that's sitting there at the lingerie desk. Like that is one of the funniest, the funniest bits. Can't see the line. Can you Russ? Nope. <laughs> and it was at him. Yeah. And like, what do you think if you're Russ? Like, that kind of seems like one of those moments where he has this look of, oh, my dad, you know, what a funny guy. He's always up to no good. And it's like, well, he's sitting here, like, clearly flirting with a, you know, much younger woman that isn't your mom. I mean, you know, it just, it's a very I know. questionable, questionable act. Very strange scene. That kind of makes you. I mean, it's a hilarious scene, but when you really think about it, it's like, what are you doing there, buddy? You're yeah. kind of pushing, you're pushing the lines there. Yeah. You know? Because, you know. Well, you can't see the line. But. You can't see the line, but you're pushing it. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's, you know, for any guy, it's always nice to to have the the attention or something like that. But he starts, he starts going over to the point where it's like, okay, well now, now you are pursuing something that may be inappropriate, but yeah, whatever. Anyway. So, um, then I think that at that point in the movie, um, we've already talked a little bit about the other stuff, but that's when the in-laws come into play. Um, the doorbell rings and it's like, gets lower and lower and lower in pitch until the last one is so low. And then every, every conversation when the grandparents come in, every single individual conversation is so freaking funny. Like it's absolutely hysterical. Um, what is, I think the ones, you know, I got hemorrhoids. Can you believe that? I have hemorrhoids. And then Ellen goes, Oh mother. Uh, oh mother! This mole on my neck. See this? Is it changing color? Well, it is because you're touching you're it. It's, it's turning red. It's, it's turning it. red. What is? Uh, you, what does she say? You if you uh, she rub the, this bunion or something on my yeah, foot? Yeah, something on her heel and give him a quarter, a whole quarter. I'll give Audrey a quarter too. I'll and give Audrey a quarter too. Your grandmother comes in and starts barking at you about how you can rub your somebody's heel and or rubber heel and then. I mean, that's just for a quarter. And the grandpas are already arguing about where to park the cars and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I want to jump back or jump in and do the uh, favorite character, favorite scene, and favorite line. But there is something that must be addressed because um, I think if we were both to truly do our favorite character in this film, it's easily, easily Cousin Eddie. Right? Eddie, yep. He's the absolute yeah. funniest part of this movie, and there's no getting around it. He's the best part of every vacation movie. Yeah, he's European. the best part of every vacation movie. I mean, Randy Quaid is just absolutely hysterical. Is he brother to Dennis Quaid? Is that a thing? He is. Yeah, he's just like Dennis Quaid's funny-looking brother. <laughs> Dude, I love Randy Quaid. But he, or maybe he Dennis is so Quaid funny. is Randy Quaid's funny-looking brother. I don't know. Depends on what you're looking for, I guess. So. Yeah. 
could be anything. Um, but yeah, he, he is hilarious. And from the very beginning, like from his introduction on the movie enters like another level of hilarity. Like yeah. it's just another step in comedic level. Um, I think that, <laughs> it sure does look beautiful, Clark. <laughs> the, How sure does look beautiful, Clark? <laughs> Wait, thanks, Eddie. Eddie, surprise, Clark. Surprise, Eddie. I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet. <laughs> Gosh, that line. Oh man, that was that was up there for. It, it was almost my favorite. line. I know it was. That was up there for my favorite line too. I I almost got worried there that I just blew yours. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's amazing it's hysterical so um but yeah if you're if you're going favorite character then i mean cousin eddie he's is, the one he's the obvious choice just because he's just hilarious he's such an the, idiot i know standing out in the you know in the street emptying your you know all the the poo <laughs> you know all yeah. the, this you know the bathroom from the um uh, from his car or what is yeah. that? Sorry. I'm blanking on what those are called. RV. The big RV. Yeah. You know, I'm doing that out into the sewer. <laughs> no, I told like, you I borrowed that RV from a friend of mine. I didn't. It's mine. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. It's like, duh. It sure does what look he, good parked in the driveway like that. What does he say? Like, uh, um, He's like, uh, oh, just enjoying the the cold of a winter, beautiful winter morning or something like Clark has such an elegant sentence. And then he goes, the view of an idiot dumping his <laughs> dumping his sewage into my, or in my, in my whatever. But it's yeah. absolutely hilarious. I love I love all of that. Um, and then I think the out the outfit that he has on for maybe it's just that one scene, but he's wearing that white sweater yeah, completely and he has turtleneck oh yeah 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 okay it's called it's called a dicky where it's like a black turtleneck and it goes down and it's just pretty much a square it's not a full sweater but it pretty much creates the illusion that you're wearing uh a turtleneck, a turtleneck under something. underneath the sweater but you don't wear it under a white sweater <laughs> <laughs> where you can exactly. see the big square coming down you know yeah you don't wear it under the white sweater because that is clearly just oh gosh i love that i used to, i have that outfit somewhere around here i usually wear it yeah once a year. i remember when you got that yeah i don't have the kids green pants on and i always just end up wearing um you know a nice pair of slacks or something with it but i should i should invest in a pair of green pants because that would that would really yeah. complete it um but yeah i mean cousin eddie there's there's not much else to be said besides he's the one of the best parts of the movie Go ahead with your favorite, your other favorite character besides Cousin Eddie. All right. So, yeah, I uh, I actually chose a side character just because I kind of knew that that was going to happen. Um, my favorite character is Aunt Bethany. <laughs> oh, good call, man. I love she that. Is. She adds it. It's almost like when Eddie comes comes in, when she enters the movie. Uh, it's a it's another level of comedy as well you know is she your house is. on fire clark is oh, rusty still in the lights. navy <laughs> is rusty still in the navy um she's like do you still live with clark <laughs> <She> says, <laughs> is is ellen still dating clark 
Yeah. I think she says that one at some point. One Just of my so- favorite, one of my favorite Aunt Bethany lines is, um, and Brian Murphy actually, he he said this, a good friend and um, listener of the podcast. He uh, said that one time when he walked into a room where there was a bunch of people, and he said, "Let's go in there and say hello to everybody." And then he walked in <laughs> and he told me, "Hello, everybody," and started, "Hello, hello everybody, <laughs> hello." I should say it, "Hello, everybody." Oh, and, like, I love that. And it, I don't know if I had never like really recognized how funny that line is, but ever since then, I have that that cracks me up every single time I hear it. Hello, oh, I know everybody. I just it's amazing. Um, great, great choice, dude. Aunt Bethany is hilarious. What do you? Oh, she's the best. Is it, say Grace, Grace. She passed away thirty years ago. <laughs> the, the blessing. blessing. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> I love how <laughs> Eddie, Eddie stands, stands up. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think and that Lewis a- is Lewis is one of my favorite parts too. He was up there for he was actually above Aunt Bethany in my rankings um, for my favorite characters just because I think that he he has some really good lines. Um, you he couldn't does. hear a dump truck rolling through a nitroglycerin plant. Yeah, <laughs> Lewis. Um, <laughs> Lewis. Lewis, when he did, yeah, he just, you know, because Eddie's dog is drinking out of the tree, so it makes it obvious that that thing's going to dry out. Yeah. And he's standing over there lighting his stogie yeah. and freaking, you know, blows the thing up. What's Lewis doing over there? <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> I love that. My tree. Yeah. You done to my tree. Um, I also I think that the mom and I said this at the very end of the movie when uh, she starts singing the uh, the national anthem. Um, is that Aunt Bethany is just, she's adorable. She that, is. That woman that plays that character. Epitome is, of cute grandma. She is absolutely the cutest grandma you've ever seen in your life. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, great choice. I love that. She's um, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. My favorite character is Ruby Sue. <laughs> no, oh. She is really, she is an adorable little human being too. Though. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's a lady at the lingerie counter. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Come it's, on, where are we going with this? You know, just <laughs> keep going with these jokes. Just um, get to the character. No, um, my favorite character. I had a, I had a hard time with this one because there are so many funny side characters other than Eddie that it's hard and. You know, even with Rusty and Audrey, it's like both of them are pretty dang hilarious. And the neighbors also hilarious. Um, I ended up going with Frank Shirley, though. Um, I really I really enjoy Frank Shirley. I think that he has some of the best lines in the movie and some of the most quoted lines for me. Um, But I think that he really ties the movie together because at the end of the movie, it's, you know, I want my boss, Frank Shirley, right here tonight. And he's he's the reason the entire climax of the movie happens. And um, he really sees the error of his ways. He's kind of the antagonist, yeah. Yeah, but he's not, you know, he's... He's one of those characters that, I mean, obviously Clark Griswold has a journey throughout this film, but uh, Frank Shirley actually is a dynamic character. He, he experiences a change in character by the end of this movie, and he sees uh-huh. the, uh, the miracle of Christmas happen and, and the miracle of giving. Um, I, I, I love Frank Shirley at the end of this. It's, it's terrific. Oh, of all the lousy ways to save a buck. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. <laughs> and I these people that, yeah. help to help let me know. Uh, That's yeah. pretty low, mister. If I had a rubber hose, I'd beat you. <laughs> what is that cop Man. doing? Man, <laughs> gee, he was in the race for my favorite character, too. That cop that comes in. Cause just because that line. 
If just I had a rubber one. hose, I'd beat you with it. And then he just, then it cuts it off. And you're just like, gosh, that cop is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Frank Shirley. Great stuff. I, we already said quite a few of his things earlier, so um, we can move yeah, on. Yeah. It's hard but, not to. Yeah. 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 But yep. I enjoyed Frank Shirley. Um, won't you go ahead with your, uh, are we going favorite, one of your favorite scene? And then we'll do favorite line after. Well, mine is pretty, I don't know. It might not be yours, but it just starts with one word. Squirrel! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my favorite seriously. scene, too. Yeah. Is it, too? I mean, yeah, it's just... Yeah. I'll it, trap it in the coat, smack him with a hammer. <laughs> there down goes the second grandma. You know, it's I like know, the they first, keep feigning. And... The first grandma goes down when they see the squirrel, and then he talks about hitting it with a hammer, and down goes the second. Uh. <laughs> And like everybody screams when he says it. Oh man. I, the way that when they, the squirrel first appears, the music just flares and it turns into this like horror movie for a second. Yeah, like it's like, it's like a horror absolutely scene. The most. And I remember Death when I was is on the line just, with the squirrel. It's like, I just accepted the scene. Like I didn't think about how ridiculous it is, but watching this as an adult, I mean, it's just a squirrel. You know, it's somebody yeah. accidentally let a squirrel get in the house. And this I'd be entire like, come here, buddy. Party, you know, yeah, this entire just party easy. just gets up, running away, freaking out. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's the best, man. And the whole yeah, the family chasing how it's on Chevy Chase's back. You know, and then he goes up the stairs and it comes down. And then the dog, though, the dog just destroys everything in the house. That's oh, when yeah. it kind of hits me on the inside where I'm like, oh my gosh, Good old that snot. would suck. Like a window would suck. The tree burning is bad enough. Um, you have that to dog throw goes out on the a armchair. rampage. I know, but he, I mean, because, okay, it flashes me back to a story when I was younger and we had that like China thing that had all like the expensive glassware that we have. And mom would always be like, don't play by that, Danny. And I was always like, oh, I'm going to be fine. And then... I was playing basketball and I put my knee through the glass in it fell down, put my knee through it. And then I tried to put it all on me and started crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I'm hurt. You remember that? You oh, do. I remember that. Yeah. Obviously you remember that, but yeah. you know, that China, that big China case looks expensive. I mean, there's yeah. probably some, some definite you imagine, you know, heirlooms in that thing. Can you imagine what mom would have done? Had you knocked the entire thing over? Oh, my I mean, gosh. Oh, you would have been game dude, over. You would have been dead. Gosh. Yeah. I can't even imagine how horrible, how horrible that would have been. Um, and you would have enjoyed it, kind of. You probably yeah, would have enjoyed it. I would have, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that dog does some serious devastation. It's insane. I, I also, know. just just before we get to the very ending of that scene, because the ending is the funniest part, um, uh-huh. but <laughs> when when the squirrel is in the room and it goes running across the room. Chevy chase does a <laughs> like, and everybody oh, gets scared. That part cracks me up. And then when he goes in there to try to get the squirrel and the dad goes, I'm going in with him. Oh, I, mean, I know it's so serious. It's like the biggest <laughs> moment of their lives. You know, oh, I'm going in with him. Oh man. My son's going in there to take out that squirrel. I'm going in with him. You know, it's like, and I think that they even were talking about, I think that both of the grandfathers, grandfathers are veterans of the either Korean war or world war two. Um, yeah. you know, so this guy, you know, I'm going to soldier up again. I'm going in with him. Uh, I, know. I, I love that line. Um, but 
So then that's right when the neighbor finally musters up enough courage to go tell Clark Griswold off. Well, no, because the because the husband can't muster up the courage. Exactly. If you're not going to say something, I am. If you're not man enough to go over, then tell him off who I am. And the dog chases the squirrel out. Clark opens up the door. The squirrel goes on to Julia Louis-Dreyfus's, like, (laughs) neck and starts eating her. And she, like, puts her arms up and screams. And then the dog slams into her chest. Yeah, and then the dog jumps up. (laughs) He closes the door and just goes, gone. Oh man, that is so great. <laughs> you know, and it's and that's one of those scenes that I've seen that um plenty of times. We we're kind of talking about the spider on the face bit in Home Alone. Um mm. I have seen that scene so many times from Christmas Vacation and I watched it last night and I was still cracking up, laughing out loud because it is so funny the entire way through. Yeah, I know. It really is. The entire yeah, the entire movie is just well, like I said earlier, every single scene is just quotable and every scene is hilarious the entire way through. Like it just doesn't even have a lull. It gets to the next scene and you're like, oh, this happens in this. And, you know, I just I love it. It's a classic. It's a Christmas tradition. Absolutely. I, I usually watch it when I start to feel like, OK, it's Christmas. Home Alone, uh-huh. I think, breaks me into the season. And then Christmas Vacation is like. It's Christmas. You know it what I mean? It settles you into the season. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you mentioned something interesting. Like, there is no lull. Is there a scene in this movie, though, that you you kind of... It's you're like, oh, I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom during this scene. Uh, maybe the sledding scene. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's funny, though. It is, it is com- kind of funny. It's a good gag. I, I definitely don't... I think that that's like one of the only scenes that hasn't really aged as well. You know what I mean? It's just not quite as funny anymore. Um, Well, you know what it is? It's the music. The music goes into this like family fun Christmas vacation ride music. That's like, you know, and whereas like, if you put that horror music that they had with the squirrel scene on that, and he was just terrified the entire time, it'd probably be pretty darn funny. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, he is terrified, but it's like, oh, it's just Clark doing something goofy. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the attitude. But which brings me, actually, since we've moved past all this, to my favorite line in the entire movie. (laughs) And it's just, it honestly, it's the line that makes me crack up the hardest. And there's a lot of sentimental lines and stuff like that. But my favorite line is after that scene, when you check out, I always have to, you know, race back from the bathroom and sit down. Just to see, because Clark slides across a parking lot and hits this metal recycling, you know, newspaper thing. And then it just flashes back to Eddie and he just makes his face and goes, bingo. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I don't know, that's my favorite line in the movie. You know, I totally get it because I said that last night during the movie. I was like, I think this is the only scene that I don't really like that much. But then cousin Eddie said that and I was like, oh gosh, I love that though. I love the way he says bingo. Bingo. And you've said that. You've said that a lot to me. Oh, I say it all the time. Something happens and it's like, bingo. Bingo. It's just so (laughs) funny to me. I don't know why. It's always cracked me up. There's plenty. I mean, there's so many other lines, man. Um, there is. What's, what's what's your favorite line? Because 
I kind of just want to throw a few quotes out there after this. Yeah, um, I actually I chose kind of the obvious one. Um, it wasn't the, uh, the. I definitely wanted to do um, the. Uh, if anybody has any last minute, you know, gift ideas, it's like my boss, Frank Shirley yeah. tonight. Uh, that one Frank was. Shirley. I considered that, and then there was the uh, headstone of the carpet one. That was another one of my favorites. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> I don't know, Margo. That's another one. Um, See, but, that was my second runner-up. Yeah. Where I don't know, Margo. Well, something had to come to the window. Something had to break the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is that, is that is He just snaps one of the so funniest. <laughs> he just lashes right back at her. It's so hard, man. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll anyway. say mine, and it's pretty. It's fairly obvious, but. Um, where do you think you're going? No, nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old fashioned family Christmas. No, no, no. We're all in this together. This is a full blown four alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby danced with Danny F and K. And when Santa squeezes his fast, fat white blank down the chimney tonight, he's going to have, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of a-holes this side of the nut house. I mean, uh, does it, does it get any get better, much than, better that? than that? I tried to try to bleep that out as best as I can because it's tough you know the 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 swear the swearing in that line is is key but um I well, just, we try to keep these podcasts pretty pg you know family yeah, friendly yeah, yeah you gotta you, you can't you gotta leave it pg but um the, the thing is this movie though has a lot of quotes that involve you know different words so it's yeah it's it's hard to <laughs> I think they're working around this one, you know. I think that's the only F word they drop though in that one. Yeah, Danny F and K. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That oh which, gosh. Which man. White Christmas is one of my favorites. So that's that what line I, that's also what I was has. gonna I was gonna say because that's that's so true. The hap hap happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby danced with Danny K. It's like that is that was the best Christmas ever when Bing Crosby so danced with Danny K. Yeah. Because in it, Vermont. Snow. Snow. Man, I actually hear there's a lot of snow in Vermont this time of year. It won't be long before we're all covered in snow. Sorry. Oh, man. Sorry, that movie everybody. is so good. Oh, I love worst. White Christmas. We are the worst, dude. <laughs> I know. Oh, then we go on a 10, 15 second tangent of singing snow from White Christmas. <laughs> People are like, just get to the movie, guys. Just get to the point. Um, oh. But that's that's easily my favorite line. And it's mostly because of the very ending. I don't even need to say the rest of it. But it also, I like that line because it shows how insane and deranged and deranged um, he's, he's really gone. <laughs> Because yeah. he's, you know, just, he's absolutely lost his mind. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's going anywhere. No, We're all no, sticking no, no, these no. two together. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just, trapped here. And when Santa squeezes his white blank through the, or down the chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of a-holes this side a-holes of the nut this house. side of the nut oh, house. Oh, gosh. It doesn't get better than that line. doesn't get better. It doesn't. So, it really yeah. doesn't. And there's yeah. a lot of good lines, you know. Um he worked really hard, Grandma. So do washing machines. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just there's just so many. We needed a coffin, <laughs> tree, uh, <laughs> fix a new post, <laughs> fix a new post. I mean, it's just like every other line. One scene actually I wanted to highlight was, uh, um, I think it's a very clever scene. How the lights won't go on. And so the switch in the garage is the switch, like the main switch that controls it all. And Ellen finally learns that like, 
that was almost my favorite scene. Um, just because I love how everything coordinates and times and he makes that sound and, you know, and then they turn on the hallelujah chorus and they have the, I love that whole scene because then he goes around to the whole family and has the weird thing with the stepdad or the, uh, the, uh, what is that called? His, uh, his dad, father-in-law. father-in-law, father-in-law, little lights aren't um, twinkling. Little lights <laughs> I know that art. Thank you I for noticing. <laughs> and then getting to Eddie, you know, that whole scene is great. Cause he goes through the whole family and blah, blah, blah. And then he gets to Eddie and it's just like, I love that. I love that whole exchange. You know, the first time that things don't go right with the, the Christmas lights, I do like that every individual in his family comes up and encourages him, like, good job, you know? Yeah. I'm sure it was beautiful, Daddy, like Audrey comes up and says, uh-huh. and, like, I love that. I also love when he's going uh, to every single person when the lights turn on and he reaches his mother-in-law. Just wonderful. Like, I, that lady cracks me up. Everything that she, she says in this movie. Like, But that's she every can, side character. She kind of burps, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you can see what a, one, or what a terrible waste of resources this is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's just yeah, constantly, exactly. like, buzzed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, I yeah, mean... I, they have a they have a great relationship for a family and and yeah it has a different it has that kind of a an underlying tone underlying me- message that's like you know family's what's most important kind of like home alone you know yeah at the end of the day family family is family and uh get your christmas bonus here's another thing though he wrote a check for a pool that he wouldn't be able to, that it wouldn't go through if he didn't get his Christmas bonus. I know. Why are you living on the edge like that, buddy? Gosh, he's living in such a nice place in the suburbs of Chicago. And you're going to freaking overdraft your account getting a pool? I mean, doesn't that just seem insane? Well, and then he, like, he kind of seem insane. That's true. He does seem insane. But he, like, he admits it to the whole family. Like, wouldn't be so, somebody be like, well, maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should just put that, uh, put that account to savings or maybe, maybe he's already got college funds set up for his kids or something. I don't know. But I always thought that I always thought that was a little weird, you know, that he was going to fricking overdraft his account if he didn't get his Christmas bonus check. And the thing is, okay, well, a pool is cool. A pool is great. And well, yeah, if you're, if you're living in a climate that has snow, it is fun to have a pool during the summer. But I don't know. I've never really seen it as a necessity. I mean, well, if you Audrey's got to be like middle high school. She's only going to have that pool for like two years, what, two, three years. And then you she's know? gone. And is Russ going to be having a lot of friends over? I mean, maybe. Russ seems cool. He seems like a pretty hip little kid. But also like the posters in his room, there's like a turtle like hooking up with like another turtle. You ever seen that poster? Oh gosh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's like a turtle like behind mounting another, another turtle. Yeah, mounting another. I mean, it's kind of it's gross. It's borderline yeah. psychopath. I'm like, uh, man, what is with you? And then he's got the girl above his bed and stuff. <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know how <laughs> mentally stable Russ I always, is. I do love that grandpa art looking up at that picture. I know. Yeah, <laughs> he's just so happy. Yeah. Do you know how sick and deranged it is to share a bed with your brother? Well, I have to sleep with your father. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> don't be so dramatic. <laughs> Ellen, are you smoking again? 
No. No. Sorry, that just reminded me of a whole line of dialogue that is hilarious. Um, oh, and then there's the whole Ruby, Sue, and Rocky. We didn't even talk about those little kids. Oh, come here. Give Grandpa a kiss. I hey. wouldn't do that. He's got some sort of <laughs> lip fungus that hasn't been identified. <laughs> It's like, gosh, such a sick family. The whole that way kid through. doesn't say a word the entire no. movie. He like giggles or something at the end. That's like the only audible thing that he does the entire movie. Falls and he's just down got a well, the- eyes go crossed, <laughs> gets kicked by a mule. Go back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think that was Ruby Sue that was cross-eyed. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was yeah. Ruby Sue. Yeah. But Rocky, man, he, that that hairdo. That is. I know. He's got the hair. Like, you know. He does have the hair. And he's got the name. Could be a rock star. Yeah, that kid's great. Yeah. Those he's the kids the kids are kids are hilarious. Every you know, every side character is just as funny as the next. The only characters that stand above anybody else really are um Clark Griswold and Eddie. Yep. Those are the only two that are any and funnier Eddie. than anybody else, really. Everybody else is amazing. So um well it's good. Do you have anything else that you'd you'd like to say about Christmas vacation uh, here? I love the line that's like, well, I had to get the metal plate in my head removed every time. Uh, what's his wife's name? What's Eddie's wife's name? <laughs> oh, Catherine. Every time Catherine turned the microwave on, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour. <laughs> 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 I love that line, too. There's so yeah. many good. I mean, it's just everything is just. You know, there was one that I wanted to bring up. Um, it's the scene where they are, uh, where Clark and Eddie are talking in the living room for when Eddie just first shows up. That is one of the funniest scenes. And that was, I almost had that as my favorite scene because the dialogue is incredible in that whole scene. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, talking about his son going into, you know, doing, he's planning for his future, educating for his future, you know, college carnival. (laughs) (laughs) Carnival. He says something like, can I get you anything, Eddie? Uh, You know, I can't remember what he says. Can I get you anything, Eddie? Like something drive you off in the middle of nowhere. Leave you for dead. Leave you for dead. Yeah. That, oh man, there's, they say a couple things. That was, that is one of the funniest parts of the whole movie is, is that, that stream stream of dialogue between those two in that scene. Um, so, but that's, that's about it. I think we've covered most of our, most of our bases here. I mean, it's hard. Honestly, this movie is a tough one. Like, I was really excited to talk about this movie, but at the same time, once we've gotten into it, I'm like, man, how am I going to do this without just quoting the entire thing? Well, and that's, and that's the problem. And I, I think I've said this before, like people are like, you should do comedy. You know, you should do a month about comedies, do like Ace Ventura or Tommy boy and all those movies. And for me, those are really difficult to talk about because I like to talk about movies and for you and I to really dig into the story and kind of make our own jokes about things. But if you do a comedy like this, you end up just sitting here quoting the whole movie and saying how much you like yeah. everything that they do. And I mean, this movie is so much funnier than we are exactly exactly we try to be funny but it's not (laughs) you know something i thought about doing for like planes trains is like okay this is professor jones and the digs trying to um deliver line by line the dialogue from planes trains and automobiles you you know what i mean just like see how much we can remember something like that but yeah I, i love christmas vacation but i very much agree it is difficult to talk about a comedy without just sitting here bringing up how every single line is absolutely hilarious yeah yeah every scene i think i've said that like four times now just going i'll sit here i'll sit back for a second and think and then go well 
I don't know. Everything's great. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's hard, but I love I have a deli- it. It's a, I have it's a, a delivery here for Clark W. Grisman. <laughs> Clark W. Grisman. Uh, <laughs> it's a little lines like that that you forget about, you know? It's like Clark when you even bring w. that up. Grisman. It's Clark W. Oh, Grisman. Yeah, there's also uh I've noticed this a couple years back when the grandpas are sleeping, like they I don't know, they're like knocked out and the grandma's one of them sewing, doing something, and the there's a parade, like the Christmas parade is on the television, and it's the nutcracker. Um and oh boy, with these nut with these wind gusts, I can't even see the nuts. <laughs> like the guy that's what the, the, television that's what the says guy that. says. Was yeah, it Matt Lauer? Guy. So oh Weak, bro. Too soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> where in the world is Matt Lauer? That's the question. Where in the world is uh, that guy? Um, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Let's move past that. Uh, yeah, but... I think that yeah, let's let's just call her a day because we we could call a spade a spade. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, so um, instead of asking you the the big question, um, I kind of want to go back on something that I talked about last week, and um, I know that I'm not supposed to no, take no, back. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no take backsies. You can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. La 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 la. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I wrestled with this. I actually thought about this quite a bit since we last talked. And what you think Home Alone's better than School of Rock? You taking my side? Kinda. I do. Yeah. I do think that Home Alone is better than School of Rock. So what I this thought. one I think is better than School of Rock as well, but purely because of nostalgic value. This movie is not a better movie than School of Rock, but I like it more than School of Rock. I think this is a better movie. Than this you think this is a better movie than School Rock? I think this is a better, yeah. Well, gosh, yeah. No, I have to stick to my guns on these. You know what I mean? Yeah, just. I gotta. I g- mean, you know what? Nobody's gonna fault you for saying that Christmas Vacation is better than School of Rock. <laughs> Actually, probably a majority would agree. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the outlier here. I'm the person that people would disagree with. I don't know if anybody would say that School of Rock is better than Christmas Vacation. But to us, it's a close call. I challenge you to watch School of Rock like this week, though, and say that most movies aren't worse than that movie. Because, man, I watched it like two weeks ago now, and I was so pumped at the end. I just... We've got some rocking to do. (laughs) That movie's so freaking good, man. It's amazing. It is. It's great. Who do you think, think Jack do you think Black that any, be... any character would be better with Jack Black, though? That's the thing with some of these older movies that are so classic that it's hard to it's hard for me to picture Jack Black playing any other role. Maybe the lingerie counter girl. Uh, oh, he'd be that'd be so funny if you dubbed him <laughs> in to her. That oh, that'd be. be so funny. Um Yeah, he could be Frank Shirley. No. no you know what would be not. great? is if they would have got Jack Black and Kyle Gass to write the song for the beginning. Oh, I know. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I do Gosh, like Kyle I Gass, do like the Christmas guy. Vacation song though. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We met I, Kyle I, Gass. We met Kyle Gass. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. 
Christmas vacation. <laughs> Christmas vacation. <laughs> the way she does that little thing. I love that. Ring ling 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 ling. Yeah. Yeah, that's I love good. It. It's a, yeah, it's a good song. And so I really, I don't know if this song, I don't know if this movie would be better served with Jack Black in it. I don't know. I don't think Jack Black could really fit in this one. Oh, you know what? Boom, I got it. Clark W. Griswold. <laughs> yeah, he could be. That he could guy. totally no, be the. He could be the delivery guy. I think he could. I think he could be the delivery guy. That no. guy's great. I like that guy. All right. Well. Okay. This movie has no role for Jack Black then. Sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. We love you though. We do love you. And there's, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a lot maybe that we left out, but, uh, you know, I don't want to go back and listen to this and be like, man, did I leave something out? But I know like one of those, just good. One of those blatant good lines that it's like, how did you forget about that one? You know? Well, I apologize in advance to everybody that's listening. If I missed your favorite quote, if yeah, we missed your favorite, if we quote. missed your favorite line, then I'm sorry. But and please feel free to lot. message us or say something. Um, yeah. Hey, if, if we, if you listen, if, if you listen it. to this all the way through, please throw up on the Facebook or, you know, whatever, whatever platform or you're vomit. <laughs> <laughs> Please throw up on our Facebook or vomit, whichever you prefer. Throw up all over our Facebook. Anyway, sorry, dude. No, but please post on our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, whatever, uh, whatever you want to do. Uh, please put your favorite uh, Christmas vacation line up there because I would I would be curious to see what everybody else's favorite favorite yeah. lines are. Other than the That's monologue, a- mine is definitely head sewn to the carpet. Danny's is bingo. So bingo. if you got anything different than that. Feel free to feel free to post that. We'd love to hear. Yeah, it. after you listen to this, just uh, post something to the <laughs> Professor Jones Facebook page. And just post your favorite line. That'd be kind of cool to see all of them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, is that kind of wrap it up, Davey? Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess I'll do a little social media here. We're on Instagram, Professor Podcast, Twitter, Professor underscore Jones. Oh man, this is hard to get through because every time David is. <laughs> I just see him over there thinking I'm going to blow it, which I already am. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we're so we're on Facebook, professor Jones. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. I can't help it. It's just hard to get through it, dude. I know. Uh, but I love but, it. I mean, okay, we're we're on iTunes. That's the biggest deal. Is we're on iTunes. We are on um, I iTunes. Listen to a ton of po- I, I listen to a ton of podcasts on iTunes. Dan Carlin, Joe Rogan, uh, Mad About Movies. Love those guys. And so it's really cool to be among that and to be in that same. Uh, just to be on iTunes. So if you guys like our podcast, if you're listening on SoundCloud, please uh, sub- subscribe on iTunes. Uh, give us a like. Please share to your friends if you think they're nerds or they love Christmas movies or uh, we have some some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, or uh, leave a review. We'd love to hear uh, we'd love to hear your reviews of our podcast as well. Absolutely. So. And that yeah. always helps us out a lot. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's about it. Instagram professor podcast. I'm also on Instagram. Daniel Hunter Jones and David I'm on Dave, Dave TJ 23. Dave TJ 23 after Michael Jordan. But uh, yeah, we got a, a huge talk for our next podcast. It's going to be Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi. So 
yeah. really looking forward to that, Dave. Yeah, me absolutely too, man. I can't wait until next week. So uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll all enjoy the next week of our lives as we anticipate and prepare for The Last Jedi. So until then, we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Bingo.